When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 5, Episode 8. The excuses you're out of. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. Did we just use a hanging preposition in our title of our podcast this week? Hey, well, you stop making used excuses. It. I actually, you used it. I wrote it. So yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we're both to blame. All right. Um, we always, these days, end our podcast with the line, you're out of excuses, now go right. Uh, we want to do, we want to talk about those actual excuses. This was prompted by an email saying, well, sometimes I still feel like I have excuses. We're going to take them away from you. <laughs> um, and we did this by compiling a list of excuses that we feel that people generally make or that we ourselves make. And we're going to talk about why they're bad excuses. Uh, so the first one we came up with, uh, I think Dan suggested it, was no muse. Was that right? Uh, it was Howard or I. Howard or you. I lose track of which of us is which. Sometimes I do as well. Howard's <laughs> I'm the one with the beard. I'm 15 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so smart that I don't fall for that anymore. <laughs> I think it was Most me who said... Most of the time. <laughs> I think it was me who said no muse. Okay. But... Uh, but that's that's so huge. I would have said it, but I'm not that smart. Oh, <laughs> dang it! <laughs> uh, okay. You I, said um, people people do say I don't have a muse, um, and I challenge I challenge you on this. What does that even mean? That can mean so many different things. What do people mean when they say I don't I don't f- have a muse? I'm you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna step in for just a moment and acknowledge the existence of people who actually have faith in some sort of spiritual entity who is watching over their shoulder and helping them write and who feel that that spirit is not present and they are therefore not able to write. I will acknowledge that some people have that belief and then I'm just going to step away from it and say that when I say that I am just making an excuse that something isn't right. Okay. That my pants are too tight. I need to take <laughs> off my shoes. I need, I, I want a bath. I, I'm glad you didn't say pants <laughs> your shoes are too tight and okay, okay. Um, i'm i'm not comfortable yes okay uncomfortableness I okay think is a big one all right and how do we fix that <laughs> i change my well, you, pants you take your pants off i thought we went over this <laughs> oh boy this um, no, that's, going what, what that means that that is that is a symptom i think of a larger problem which which probably means you don't have a good space in which to okay. write um you're trying to write on a couch when you should be at a desk, or you're trying to write at a desk when you should be on a couch. Figure out what works for you 
make yourself comfortable. Okay. Sometimes I, I, I found that when I'm, oh, sorry, Brandon. Sometimes I've found that when I'm having those little quirky discomforts, um, it's my brain saying, let's pay attention to something besides what's on the page. Let's pay attention to the fact that this chair is kind of squeaky right now, or my keyboard isn't adjusted right, or is there a glare on my monitor? Whereas when I'm actually writing, those things, Those things yeah, vanish. Yeah, I think there are mm -hmm. deeper problems in any of these things. Yeah. Um, I think if we dig at it, it's going to be one of several things. I think one of them might be, and I've actually had people say this to me, I don't have any good ideas. Um, and that's foreign to me because um, not having ideas has never been my problem. Um, not knowing which ideas to use at the time. Sometimes that, mm -hmm, that right. can be a better problem, but not having ideas has never been my problem. Um, and I don't know, either of you have this issue? You sit down, you well, just don't yes, have any ideas? Yes and no. Yeah. If, it, do you guys ever do jigsaw puzzles? You ever mm -hmm. sitting in front of a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle looking at the pieces and saying, I can't find any pieces that fit together? I, I'm sorry, there's a thousand pieces on the table in front of you and every one of them fits with another one. Um, you just need to start picking them up and putting them together. Right. I, I, I have too many ideas. Yeah, not knowing where to start, I think, is, is a big one. And the answer is start wherever it's exciting. Start wherever it's cool. Right. Well, I, I often suggest to people, um, if they, they make the no ideas um, excuse, well, that's one of the reasons why we give a writing prompt at the end of every podcast. Mm -hmm. um, we want you to not... You know, never be able to make this excuse. If you are running out of ideas, I really suggest the brainstorming session with your friends, where you yep. say, "Okay, throw a profession at me. All right, why can't my main character? My main character has this profession. What's something completely incongruous that goes with that profession? Okay, let's put that together. Okay, who would you never think to have this two combinate these two combinations? Build a character out of this and say, "Okay, what's one strange thing in this person's past that drives them that isn't normally what would drive somebody?" And build three or four characters like that. You will build a story. Yeah, Tracy Hickman's XDM has uh, the uh, some story maker tables in it. You just roll dice, um, mm -hmm. and you come up with you know a princess. You know a, a one. You know is being yeah. somethinged by a something with a something. You realize oh the ogre <laughs> is being attacked by a pie with it. what. You go through this and it starts generating ideas and shaking mm -hmm. things loose. Yeah. Well, and the great thing about free writing is, y it just gets your brain into the right, yeah, zone, and then you can put that aside and go straight into your own work that you actually care about, and yeah. you're you're there and you're ready to go. So that I really think no ideas is a pretty weak excuse because they're all out there. So go find those ideas. Mm -hmm. um, what well, about and, and the more you write, the easier it will be. The yeah. more ideas yeah. you will have. What about the people who say I'm discouraged um, that I just am not a very good writer? Well, I think that happens. That, yeah. I think that's really that happens, that happens to me the all no the time. Muse, Pete, what they're saying is mm -hmm. this just stinks. What do you say? You know what? Um, a few weeks ago, we went to a conference and uh, the writing for charity thing. And afterward, I went out to have dinner with Brandon Sanderson, Brandon Mole, and James Dashner, all New York Times bestselling authors. I came home so depressed from that dinner. Because I'm like, they're all so successful, and I just, and then I suck, and my books are crappy. And it took me a few days to get over that hump. I had the same thing happen to me. I mean, I wasn't at dinner with bestselling authors. I didn't win a Hugo Award. Mm. Um, 
uh, on the same day that we won a Parsec award. Right. And, and coming off of that, I felt like, oh gosh, I really, I really need to write better. I need to write stronger. I need to make this better. What can I do to make it better? Because it's just not good enough now. And yeah. that's kind of crippling. Bad what I really do needed to, to do, bad reviews will do yeah. that. What the only solution to I don't feel like I'm a good enough writer is write more. Right. Um, I think hearing that all of us get that feeling would, is very helpful to people. Um, and knowing all, all through our careers, you know, you feel this all the time. Um, even if you're very confident, you occasionally feel it. And I, the thing that helped me most with this was realizing writing is like playing the piano. The more you do it, the better you will get. And mm -hmm. so if you're discouraged about your writing, stop stressing so much. Stop feeling like you have to be a New York Times bestseller next week. And just go write. And you will get better. You will improve. The next books will be better than the ones before. And, you know, that's, that's what this is all about. Just, just keep doing it. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do our book of the week. Um, this week's book I'm actually going to promo. It's um, Hyperion by Dan Simmons. I can't remember if we've ever promoted this book before, but this book is one of those that I read that literally blew my mind. Like, really, you, you read these books occasionally that you say, wow, it's a mixture of why didn't I come up with that? And I could never have come up with that at the same time <laughs> yep. mixed with this is this. There is genius to this book that beyond levels of what I can even comprehend. The story is about basically it's Canterbury Tales in space, but that doesn't do it justice. It's about a group of people who get together, who have their, their last they have a very desperate situation, and each of them has a story about why they've gone, getting, gotten together to go on this pilgrimage on this planet where this terrible creature lives that sometimes grants people's desires. And, you know, there's a strong implication that they're all going to die, or maybe one of them will get their wish granted, and the rest of them will be slaughtered and massacred in terrible ways. And they each tell their stories along the way of what drove them to such desperation. And there are these just wildly different stories, some more bizarre than others, some kind of just more action-y than others. But they all have this, this twisted sort of weird, creepy element going through them. It's a brilliant book. It is totally the kind of book that you will read and say, well, my books all suck. Yeah. I'm so depressed. <laughs> I'm not going to write anymore. But it will make you a better writer for having read it. Absolutely. It's um, a book that will remind you that Dan Simmons' muse is smarter than your muse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one, one warning, it is only half a book. You yes. have to actually read the sequel. The, the sequel is yeah. actually my favorite of the yeah. two. But. So, I mean, they're, they're both great. So read the books. It's on Audible. You can download the audiobook. A 15-day free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Um, and you support our podcast, and you get a great book. So thank you very much. All awesome. right. Let's talk about other excuses people make. Uh, big one here. I don't have the time. Dan, Liar. I'm going to throw this one at you. <laughs> Dan Wells, um, sitting among us, managed to get published after writing six novels while being married, working a full-time job, and having multiple children. Um, if there was anyone Busier than Dan, I don't know them um, well, during these times. They're, they're, oh. they're 
The people busier than me are women. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when people ask me, you know, how can I do this? Where can I find the time? My, my first answer is, well, get a wife. <laughs> because okay. they're great. Um, Today on sexist excuses. <laughs> no, um, yes. I've said this before. When you say you don't have time, what you are making is a value statement, that you value something else more than writing. And you, that, that doesn't mean that you're bad. It just means that you have to take a step back and consider what you're doing with your time and what you should be doing with your time. Uh, when, when I got published, I had to cut out video games from my life because there was simply not time for them. And it was painful. But I did it, and I think that's a big part of why I, I eventually got published. And I've said before, I cut out television many years ago. Yeah, my first four years of Schlock Mercenary, uh, I was putting in 60-hour weeks on oh, that's the average right. You were even Novell. busier because you had multiple, multiple children. <laughs> yes. You had more children than Dan, a, um, jo a job that took longer. And um, hey, yeah. wait! Uh, and I had to, to write, when I was the cool one. Here. And I had to write and draw. Yes. Oh. Well. Mm. Fine then. Well, I got to write my books while I was at work. Yeah, um, you keep <laughs> quiet over there. We were both married. Yes, I was not. Um, I was a single guy working a graveyard shift. But um, I, in order to in order to do what I did, uh, I gave up lots of other things. We've never had cable television in my house. Uh, there were not, there were video games I would have loved to play that I never got to. Uh, there were yeah. all kinds of things that I would have liked to do, but I wanted to cartoon more. Now, let's, let's just put in here, you shouldn't cut yourself off from entertainment completely if you mm -hmm. want to be part of, you know, if you're, you're wanting to write great, great literature. Part of yeah. culture. Um, yeah. I mean, but one, one thing that I found with television in particular is you don't just generally turn it on to watch a show. You turn it on to see what's on. And that was yeah. the distinction for me. I still watch television shows. I just get the DVDs, um, yeah. which is a very different experience. Yeah. And so I, I highly recommend doing something like that. But there is kind of a bigger problem here. Um, and I know you experienced this, Dan. I don't know if you, did, if you did, Howard. When people say I don't have time, what they're really generally meaning is, yes, I have time, but I'm so mentally and emotionally exhausted from a demanding job that mm -hmm. there's no way I can put anything on the paper. Well, demanding job and demanding family, again. Yeah. Uh, so, so many uh, women who are stay-at-home moms and just do not have time to write and, and talk to us at conventions all the time. There are countless solutions to this. Okay, what uh, are they? I think all of, of them, them center around looking for a time during the day when you are not yet mentally exhausted, where you could spend at least 30 minutes writing. Okay. I've known a lot of people who wrote on their lunch breaks, and on their lunch breaks were able to crank out, you know, 800, 900 words. And if you can do 900 words a day yeah. for a month, you know, there, there you are, a third of your novel is finished. Right. Um, the other approach is to look at your day and to say, you know what, I need to start going to bed at nine and getting up at five in the morning and writing for a couple of hours before the rest of the family gets up. Yep, uh, that, that could be it. I mean, for me, if I were in this situation, I would probably look at the, I'm a block writer. I've got to have a block of time. Dan, I knew you wrote during your lunch break a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, and I probably would have done that if I'd had to, but I really like having four or five hours. Yeah. I would have probably said Saturdays. I'm going to give up Saturdays. Whatever it is I normally do on Saturdays, we're going to find a way for me to take five hours away from everything um, and write. Because it, it, it's true. I mean, you get home from work and you play with the kids. And when it's time to write, it's not that you think that writing is less valuable than video games. But 
playing your, your video brain games is just is, not ready. Yeah, is Especially what keeps you going. if uh, I, I worked for years and years as a corporate writer. So I would write eight to nine, ten hours a day, and then come home and try to write novels at night, and it was just too much. What, what I eventually did to solve that problem was to come up with some kind of palate cleanser in the middle. Mm. And for a while, that actually was uh, first-person shooters. Okay. Um, and that, or, you know, whatever other thing that I could do to get myself out of writing brain. And then when I got back into it a couple of hours later, after everyone in the house was asleep, it was much easier, and I didn't have that burnout anymore. So you went from first-person shooter to writing about serial killers. No, that, I was writing fantasy novels <laughs> back when I was doing the first-person well, shooters. Well, one thing to note here with what Dan's trying is that in order for that to work, you had to be disciplined enough to say, I'm not going to fall into the one-more-level trap. I'm not mm -hmm. playing this game in order to beat this game. I'm playing this game in order to beat down the portion of my brain yes. that, that needs to be hammered into submission so that I can write again. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Uh, you know, we took a little bit of extra time on the advertisement. Let's go on with one more. Um, let's just cover it quickly. Um, one of the other things that we talked about when we were brainstorming this is the idea that sometimes we convince ourselves we're working when we're not. You know, we t check Twitter. We oh, have to yeah, answer emails, things like update this. Update my blog. Yeah. How do, we, how do we avoid this? How do we keep the things that are actually good things to be doing for our writing keep us from actually doing the writing? I would rather not dispense with the precious myth that I am working while I am taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, those, I'm letting the voices in my head talk. They need to work this out. And I just need 45 minutes for the caffeine to kick in, so I'm going to take a nap. You know what? I am all over power naps midday if you can get them. Oh, yeah. I, I think that that's knuckles, a very valuable knuckles thing. Knuckles across I find the studio. If I spend 20 minutes taking a nap in the afternoon, I will be much more productive than if I spend two hours trying to force myself to write when I'm tired. <laughs> We're totally making excuses. You guys should sleep in the middle of the day like we do. No, seriously. <laughs> okay. It, it's, it's, it's the same issue we said at the beginning. Identify the problem and solve right. it. If you're minutes. tired, get rid of it and then go back to work. 20 minutes is different from two hours, and Absolutely. I think that's what we need to look at here. Checking Twitter is different from answering emails for three hours, mm -hmm. um, or reading blogs for three hours. You want to resolve this excuse? Mm -hmm. Nothing is as effective as buying a little $3 uh, uh, oven timer uh -huh. at uh, you know, Walmart or Shopco or wherever, you know, five and dime, and setting it next to your computer and saying, you know what, I need to troll the internet, but I only need to troll the internet for 10 minutes. And you discover after you've set that timer <laughs> three times for 10 minutes, you discover that you are chewing up all of your writing time playing click. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, what I do is I just get a really bad router so the internet goes out every few minutes. <laughs> and that's, that's why I do it, Dan. It's, it's that, that's why the router here is so I, bad. So we haven't updated the firmware here at Shade Dragon <laughs> I, I actually turn my, uh, turn my uh, wireless card off. Mm. After I, I will set a time for myself. I don't, I don't use a timer, but I'll yeah. say, okay, I'm going to check all my email once. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to you know, resolve myself to the fact that no one has emailed me in the last five minutes and turn my thing off and write. Well, this is one of the reasons I do all of my penciling and inking at Dragon's Keep. Right. It's because I don't need my computer for it. So let's put me as far away from my computer as we can. Well, yes. and I don't need any distractions, so I'm going to go work in a game store. <laughs> Yeah. If, we'll talk if about none, that another day. If none of these um, these things help, we, you can always just go back to 
changing Howard's pants. <laughs> that, I, Is that our writing prompt? No, no, that's, that should not be. That should not be it's three in the prompt. afternoon, and Howard needs to be changed. <laughs> his shoes. We can change his shoes. Uh-huh. All right. Writing prompt is for some reason you need to change your shoes or else something extremely terrible is going to happen. But there is some really, really bad, some reason why you can't change your shoes. Oh, thank you for saving us, Brandon. <laughs> You're out of, this has been writing excuses. You're out of excuses for real. For reals this time. We now mean go it. Right. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.